Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Kelvin Wilson Show. I am your host with the most, Kelvin Wilson. Today is kind of a gloomy day, but, you know, hey, we here. We gonna do the damn thing. And like uh, Joe Button always say, let's go ahead and get to the shit. So there's a couple of things that I do want to talk about as far as being an artist. So today's episode, I'm just gonna just gonna ramble and maybe there's some some nuggets in in whatever I'm gonna say today but um so today's episode is gonna be called the thoughts of an artist the thoughts of an indie artist there you go that's what I'm gonna call it the thoughts of an indie artist so most people that know me know that <clears throat> I'm an artist, creative person um, with a lot of ideas, a lot of um, vision, uh, things that I want to do creatively. So for those that don't know about my creative path, I started off as an actor and I was doing plays and I wanted to you know, become this this famous actor. Uh, the reason why I wanted to become an actor was because of the Bruce Lee movie, Into the Dragon. That was my favorite movie of all time. It's still one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it, and it's just always been in my heart. So, I just wanted to be an actor. But not only just be an actor, but I wanted to do kung fu movies. And so my big thing was I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to Hong Kong. They're gonna teach me martial arts. They're gonna teach me how to do this. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a big star over there and all this other stuff. And that was kind of like my goal. Then I think what really kind of sparked my creative buzz. And I tell this story randomly, but. I, I, I think I might have been in like second or third grade and I was going to the school and my teacher gave me like this tape recorder and like a shitload of like uh, cassette tapes and she wanted me to practice my reading so she would want me to record myself reading and I did record myself reading but then I also started recording myself you know, doing skits and making up characters and all this other stuff. And so that was, that became my creative outlet. And I think as I got older, I think the, the acting bug just kind of, kind of vanished from me. But, um, but what I, I, I wanted to do was, was write. And I wanted to write scripts. And, and, and it went from writing, just just being a writer, to a writer-director. Because I was, um, at that particular time, when I, I made the decision to just want to write and direct movies, this was the era when, like, Robert Rodriguez was, was coming out. And Quentin Tarantino was coming out. And Kevin Smith was coming out. And I think they came around... And at the same time, but you had these three forces, and Spike Lee was was another person that 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 I admired too, 
And so you had these forces and that just kind of knocked me, knocked me over and was just like, I want to write and direct movies. And so this was like just this constant dream that I was always having. I would tell people, and I think for the most part, some people believe me, some people didn't. That's, that's the one thing as an artist that you have to understand. There's going to be people that's going to respect and love your dream. And there's going to be some people that's not going to like your dream. And there's going to be some people that's going to tear down your dream. And I just want you to understand it because it's all going to come not just from different people, but the people that you love and respect will either hold you up or hold you down. And just going back to like my creative, you know, story, um, I uh, I have all these. I used to have all of these ideas for 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 different movies. And my friend uh, Ronald Carwell, um, we used to like when I when we were just like kids, we used to like spend a night over each other's houses. And we used to come up. Me and Ronald was like this duo, and we were gonna come up with these crazy like 15, 20 minute movies. Whereas it's like, like we have like a Western and a horror movie and I think all of our stuff tended, tended to be comedies, but like we just had all these crazy ideas and, and it's funny that, you know, sometimes like me and Ronald will talk and we'll have, we'll just kind of bring up, like remember those 15, 20 minute movies we, we wanted to do and all this other stuff, but um, time passed, you know, go through high school, um, go through college. Um, but before I actually went to college, I actually, I, a friend of mine by the name of Barry wrote and directed his, his, uh, short film and it was this comedy. And, and I remember just like we, me and Barry was always talking about movies and wanting to do movies and, 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 and when he did that movie, it was kind of like, yo, this this could be done. Like, this really could be done. And I remember him, after he shot and edited his movie, and he just said, man, like, if I can do it, man, I know you can do it. And you, we've been talking about this for so long. And and it was just like, since you, since you acted in my movie, I'm going to help you out with yours. And, and so I wrote this script called Payback, we shot it, and, you know, of course, like, with any art, it's subjective, there's gonna be some people that's gonna like it, and some people that's gonna hate it, but generally, like, as an artist, you want everybody to love it, but that's not always the case, right, so, you know, I, it was either, it was like, some people liked it, some people hated it, and then, after that film, I wanted to do another film, um, but it just didn't really come through. And then I had another friend named Trenton, and I met Trenton through Barry. And Trenton is a stand-up comic. He kind of does like a um, David Cross, Sarah Silverman type of comedy. And so I was kind of intrigued by that. Wanted to do a documentary about him. At first, he said no. He didn't want to. He didn't want to do that, but then he saw my film Payback, and then just was on board to do the documentary. So we shot 
we shot a lot of stuff for the documentary and we had footage from other stuff like the stand up and everything like that but um, my mistake being that um, he wanted to show everybody footage uh, of the documentary and the documentary wasn't put together and at the time my, my friend Barry was going to help me edit the documentary but then he got busy and so I was always stuck with this footage that I couldn't um, edit and Trenton just kept trying to borrow the tapes and so it was just like he would borrow tapes and never bring them back then when, when I would see the tapes, he had taped over it, doing some other stuff, and it was just, the, the movie got scrapped because I just didn't want to have to keep going over the same stuff, and so we just kind of scrapped the, the documentary. But there is some footage of it, and I have it like on a, on a, on a uh, DVD somewhere in, 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 uh, in my house or whatever, and so, so after that, um, I kept wanting to do more more movies, but just never got the chance to. And then I got the opportunity to move uh, on to music. Um, and so, um, and so, uh, my friend Aaron, who I met when he hired me to do a, a, a radio show. And um, we, in turn, out, ended up being friends. He went to Columbia, just like I was going to Columbia. And for those that don't know, Columbia College in Chicago is a multimedia school. Uh, film, television, creative writing, fashion, dance. Uh, they, they, it's, it's, it's a, like, arts, it's basically, it's just a big art school. And so... We were doing music. We were going by the name of Mega Kane. He was producing tracks. I was rapping. We never really released any of our music. Um, and then I was still kind of doing radio, doing Sonic Graffiti. Then Sonic Graffiti ended, and that's that's a whole nother story. And um, and uh, and so so then I started doing Illy Soul. Illy Soul Life Radio, and then after that, I just, I was trying to just come up with something else to do, and I was just so stagnant because I just didn't know what, and I was tired of just having to try, try to get regular jobs that wasn't even trying to hire me, and it, it just got to the point where I didn't really know what to do, and then I ended up, um, uh, reconnecting with uh with a girl that used to go to my grade school and then we started dating <clears throat> and then I moved to Paducah Kentucky where she was living and then um still kind of happy that I was married and happy I was living a life happy that I was uh working but also still miserable because I didn't know what my next step was and so then um I, I wrote a book, I wrote a poetry book called The Dope Sessions, but I kept it on ice because I was too afraid to pull it out because I didn't think nobody was going to buy it, I didn't think nobody was going to care. Um, then 
Um, then I think right around the right around the time me and my wife ended up divorcing, that's when I put out dope sessions, and and then after after dope sessions, I wrote dope sessions volume two. Then um, then after dope sessions volume two, I created another platform uh, where I would just do all of these freestyles and I just call them a freestyle session I would hear a, I would hear a beat and whenever that beat would come on I would just freestyle and it was very creative and very therapeutic at the same time um, and then I got the chance to write and direct uh, a short film called Cards. Um, I put that in some film festivals. Um, two of them uh, liked it, but they uh, uh, kind of just didn't uh, put it in the festival. I'm still waiting on some of the other ones. Um, yeah, it, um, and then I just, I just actually released um, Dope Sessions Volume 3. Um, I was uh, also, I created, while I was in Paducah, I created um, a Black History Film Showcase. Uh, February, I, I was on the board of directors for Maiden Alley Cinema, which is an art house cinema in Paducah, Kentucky. They let me uh, put on this uh, Black History Month Film Showcase. Um, this year was our third year doing it. Um, I decided to move back to Chicago and and try to see, you know, go through the next steps of wanting to, to do more and getting my name out there. And so I, I do have some projects that I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get, get afloat and everything. And the reason why I, I'm telling you all of this is just to give you a background. And the reason why I said what I, I wanted to say about uh, being inside the mind of an indie artist, the one thing that indie artists such as myself think about all the time is the support. And a lot of times we can get lifted up or crushed by, we can get lifted up by the support and get crushed by the lack of support. And sometimes, just sometimes, there's more lack of support than it is actual support. Because I, I, I got tons of friends and tons of family members who know that I got projects out, that know that I got books out, that know this and know that, and yet they still don't support. And and I'm and I'm passing it out to not only them, but passing out to people I don't know. That way it spreads and it gets the word across and everything like that. But it's still hard because the support is not there. And it crushes you sometimes and it makes you think, is this what I'm supposed to do? Because I'm not getting that support. And so, 
that's one of the things that we think about as indie artists. Uh, the second thing we think about is is this going to cost or how can we do this that so it won't cost and I remember Robert Rodriguez saying and I'm going to just paraphrase it, that when he did El Mariachi he had access to this this and this and so sometimes as an indie artist no matter if you're an indie rapper or an indie uh, author indie filmmaker indie chef you have to use what's around you you have to use whatever's in your surroundings whatever whatever you can use if i want to make a movie and it just so happens to you know it just so happens that the the movie is actually you know you know if i have to like use like my brother's house or my sister's house or a friend's house. At least I can call them and see if I can do it. And if they say yes, then I have access to it. And so then having that access, I'm able to figure out what I can do and what I can't do and how I can shoot this, what what has to, you know, what has to fit, what can't fit. You know, I can't do like uh, panoramic views and take the camera on dolly shots. I can't do that. But what I can do is place the camera um, in different, like, you know, and, and cut, film and cut different scenes or the same scenes, but just might like, shift the camera and put the camera in different positions. That way, you know, um, I have options to, to choose from once I start editing. Um, <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about it. Being an indie artist is hard. It's hard. You know, you, you it's not like you have backing from a film studio or from a, uh, a book publisher, uh, like a publishing uh, company or, um, you know, a record label or anything. It, you don't have that backing. So it all depends on your drive it all depends on what you're going to do you know keep pushing your product keep pushing your books keep pushing that movie keep pushing you know that's why excuse me one of the shows that I I watch on the internet is a show called Insta Chef and it's hosted by uh, Cliff Skywalker and he's a home chef he has his own pizza thing that he cooks at his home and that's his business and he goes around talking to other people who do the exact same business these chefs and they post their stuff on Instagram you have to keep posting and creating the content see the indie artist doesn't sleep like when you sign to like like if you're Will Smith you do a movie you get paid for the movie and then you have to travel um, to, to, to push the movie um, but it's you and the studio and uh, people that's in, in the movie as well and, and it's like there's this whole conglomerate of people helping you push this movie or this album or this book 
or or this restaurant. But when you're an indie artist, you have to do this all by yourself. Sometimes at your own fault. Sometimes people will 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 want to follow your vision and ask you questions and then not follow what you say and that takes up time and sometimes I think we should be getting paid for our time especially if you're coming to us about these sort of things but of course we're not going to you know charge because we're because we know what it was like to get to, to try to get information so we want to be as helpful as we can but at some at, at sometimes being helpful as an indie artist can be so fucking like soul crushing and mentally just like it mentally wears you down because it seems like because they're coming to you asking you questions wanting your help in in certain stuff but then they don't want to take the advice that you give them I've gone through that all the time went through it uh, yesterday actually so it still continues but because I don't want people to fail and I want people to realize their potential and I want people to succeed I'll still keep doing it but at some point I need to be getting paid at this at some point but right now I'm still going to give my advice because people need to to hear it people need to understand that it's hard being an indie artist especially when you don't have a team around you I am my team I am the star player and I, I am the starting five and the bench players. So I'm. So let's say like like if we're gonna equate this to basketball, guess what? I am Chris Middleton. I am Bledsoe. I am Lopez. I am uh, Miritage. I am Giannis. I am the coach of that team. It's like when you're an indie artist and you don't have a team of people supporting you, guess what? You're all of that and then some. So if you're not an artist or an indie artist and you hear this episode, respect your indie artist. Respect those people that's doing it on their own. Because generally that's how they're feeding themselves. That's how they're bringing money if you come if you support that brings money to them and they can keep coming out with material that you guys love you can't keep asking for different and then when different comes around you only want to support the different that 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 only uh matters to you support it all i may not like uh I may not like insecure that much, but I'll still support it because I know where Issa, Issa Rae came from. She came from the same plateau as me. I, and, and the same thing goes for 
random acts of flyness in Atlanta and and this new show called Euphoria and and all you know what I'm saying? It's 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 all connected. We all have to be connected with one another. Support. Please support. It's soul crushing at, at times. When when you don't get that support. Oh my god, it's soul crushing. It hurts when it's just like and then it makes you almost not want to do this anymore. And I'm just being honest. But that's all the time I got for today, y'all. And I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Kelvin Wilson Show. If you want to hear uh, this episode or any other episodes, you can go to Google Play, Google Podcasts, um, I, uh, iTunes Podcasts. Uh, or Apple Podcasts, or uh, Anchor, any uh, Spotify, any other uh, platforms out there that uh, my show is on. And again, I do want to thank you all for tuning in today. I'll see you next time. Peace.